Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Every week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today our special guest is Father Doug Fisher, and he'll be talking about feeding the needy in our communities. Welcome, Doug. Happy to be here. Well, Father Doug, uh, you are Rotarian in the Millbrook Club, and uh, as we know, Rotary has an, a, a motto of service above self. And of course, there's no one who's a finer example of service to fellow man than members of uh, the, clergy the clergy of various faiths. And we're delighted and honored to have you here on our Radio Rotary program. Um, our topic today is feeding the needy and food pantries. And you know, the economy is not what it used to be. Uh, we have uh, more people going out of work. Is there a greater demand on food pantries around the Hudson Valley, Father Doug? There's a far greater demand, and I can, I can speak to the demand in eastern Dutchess County, which uh, became so great that we, through different grants from Episcopal Charities and through the contributions of individuals in Rotary and the Rotary Club, got a new food pantry started in Amenia Union. It's actually at St. Thomas Church on Leedsville Road in Amenia Union. It's called the Food of Life Food Pantry. It's, and it's open, every, it's open every Friday from 3 o'clock until 5 o'clock. And uh, to show you the, the need, how great the need is, when we first started out in March of this year, we were thinking that we would be getting at the start maybe 20, 30 people. We thought maybe that might build to 60, 70 people. That's how many people we were prepared to, to feed. Um, but immediately, the first week we were open, we had 80 people, and now we have over 150 people every single week. Wow. And a boatload of volunteers. Um, I, I will share with uh, our listening audience, this is not too far from where I live. I live in Sharon, Connecticut. And St. Thomas, both St. Thomas, both the Episcopal churches, St. Thomas and Grace Church in Millbrook, are noted for their community involvement. Not just the, the people in the congregation, but both both churches, since I've lived there for many years, have gone out further. And I understand that um, that the collaborative effort between the two churches has attracted other volunteers in the community that may not be members of the church. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. On the we're, Is that we're right? We're getting uh, tremendous volunteers. And uh, I know the pastor of St. Thomas really well. She's my wife. And so uh, we did get this idea together. And, uh, and St. Peter's Church in Lithgow has also joined in. But it's... Um, Although these are all Episcopal churches, the, the volunteers have come from many different faith denominations. Uh, groups like Rotary have been tremendous. Individuals within Rotary have participated in it. Um, I think with all these, these efforts that we make, they need to be done in partnership because the needs are too great for any one service organization to, to meet To take needs. on, yeah, so it is collaborative. It, uh, in St. Thomas, isn't that the church that um, has the original Tiffany Stain windows? It does. Yeah, it does. it's, it's a, a oh, you, beautiful. Have you, oh, if yes. you're from a historic standpoint, of course, Amenia Union and the drive out there, all these places are beautiful, but that's, that is a church worth stopping and looking at. Just now, Father Doug Fisher, you said something interesting. You said your wife is also a minister? Yeah. She is. She's uh, a so and she is uh, the rector of St. Thomas. And, and your denomination Episcopal, is also right. Episcopal. And do you have like a little friendly competition as who has the best sermon on Sunday? And No doubt. Who, who has does. the best she, attendance? She, she, she's got the best. I just try and, and, and get close <laughs> to her she, quality. That, that uh, congregation has increased uh, tremendously in size. Because when I say it is a little church, the right. physically a little church, it had a smaller congregation, very active always, uh, very fierce. Um, in what's a happened there is, way, you know, what's happened there is the, uh, in terms of the food pantry, we take out pews to accommodate the food pantry, but the food pantry is going to be a, a permanent feature of the church. So what's happening now is we're actually raising money to, uh, to enlarge the parish hall so that we don't have to keep taking the pews out 
every Friday and putting them back in. And oh, my goodness. So, uh, so that's going on that's as we terrific. speak. That's terrific. Right, I right. have to tell you a story about a month ago because I'm a residential lender and I was doing a mortgage, work, reworking a mortgage with clients of mine. And they looked at their watch and they stood up and they said, we have to go. We have to go. We have to do our food pantry duty. And I'm telling you, their mortgage got put on hold. Is that, that is right? how That is how committed this community is to that cause. Well, let's, let's get back to the food pantry for a moment, mm-hmm. uh, Reverend uh, Father Doug Fisher, um, how did it start? I mean, there's always been food pantries, even in good times, there's always been a need. So when did the food pantry start uh, in your church? Well, we only started this in March of this past it's, spring. It's hot off the press. Yeah, we, were, uh, we were planning it for the past right. six or seven months, and, right. and we finally got a, a wonderful grant from Episcopal Charities that really boosted us into uh, being able to make this happen. But but the, the big background to why we're doing yes. this is that there's a... a genuine food shortage around the whole country. Um, and if we can spend a few minutes going into the details on that. Let's, it's, by all means, let's it's, do it's it. Be, it's become something of a, of a perfect storm that's happened, is that um, for one thing, there's been less government uh, money put into food banks. That's happened over the last few years. There might be some changes in that upcoming, but there's agricultural reasons for that. Um, food has become just so much more expensive. Uh, in addition, food that's so often consumed by by many, but certainly as a staple for the poor, such as rice, rice production is dramatically down around the world. Down, is that right? It's down about now, 40% Is, it, is that a, a weather-related problem a weather or related economic? It, rice takes a tremendous amount of water mm-hmm. and, uh, and land to cultivate, and some would say it's because of climate Go- change, because of, of global, global warming, warming. that uh, it's had a major impact on rice production. Another part of that would be that there's less food for the government to buy up because there's a greater need for food around the world. I mean, it's a good thing, is that what's happened is that countries that are impoverished and people might have only ate one meal a day, uh, now, thank God, they're up to maybe two meals a day. Right. And so there's a greater need for food around the world. So American farmers can get that food, can sell that food at a greater rate around the world than they would be to a government. government this is subsidy. a global issue. It's a global it's issue. A global it's issue. A global issue. Now, who, um, how would somebody donate time or money to this if they wanted to to participate? Do they get in touch with you? Do they get in touch with Mrs. Doug? Mm -hmm. (laughs) In in terms of our local food pantry, and and I think people should look around um, at the food pantries near them in their local communities. Every community has them. In terms of Eastern Dutchess County, um, you'd want to contact St. Thomas Episcopal Church at 845-373-9161. And what we do is we accept financial donations to help us go out and buy the food, uh, but we also accept uh, donations of canned food, non-perishable food that we can give out. And those that, those food items could be brought to St. Thomas Church or they could be brought to my church, Grace Church in Millbrook, and we will get them to the right place. Father Doug Fisher, let's repeat that uh, phone number and folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We will say it again in the second half of the program. What's the number of people want to donate time or, or money time or food? Time or money to, to the Food of Life Food Pantry is 845 845- Three seven three nine one six one. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. I'm Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the lovely Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Father Doug Fisher, talking about food needs throughout the Hudson Valley and the food pantry that's run in his church. Uh, Father Doug, uh, you were telling us about the fact that uh, we have the perfect storm of problems, economic and, and, and production problems with food. But in the old days of food pantries, I remember you used to get the, when, when we worked them for the Boy Scouts or Rotary, you get these big blocks of government surplus cheese or government surplus uh, potatoes, big sacks. Is that still available or has even that been cut back? 
that's still available, or there's been cuts in that. Um, and so there's a thing called food banks. So food pantries would get their food, some of their food, from food banks. Um, in the past, about 40% of the food came from government-backed food banks. Uh, but there's been a slight reduction in that. Another 40 or 50% would come from restaurants and from uh, food stores. But that's actually been dramatically cut back because of modernization and computerization. What's happened is that in the old days, um, a, a store might overorder by, right. by huge numbers. And now because of computers, they're able to, to order the quantities that they actually can sell. So they no longer have these cert local surpluses that they can give away to their food pantries. Uh, there's also a lot done that where the cans of food are no longer damaged in shipment the way they right. might have been in the past and then given away. So in, in the past and is present now, about 10% of the food that goes to food pantries are from donations. Well, think about this. If the government food is, is being reduced and the, num the amount of food from restaurants and from food stores is being dramatically reduced and we can't do anything about that, what we can do is increase our voluntary efforts. We could take that 10% of food that gets to food pantries and, and increase that. And by that way, we might need, meet the need, which is a constantly growing need. So you're closing the gap. So we're shifting yeah. where, where your sources are from. Exactly. I just have a quick question. Um, what, I what is the official, the proper um, title for a female clergy? What you know, that's an evolving that's, thing. It is you know an that? evolving, so in, yes. In, in some traditions, they go with mother. Mm -hmm. With some traditions, they go with the reverend or with pastor. Um, I know in the Anglican, my, in, in, in the Episcopal. Well, in, in, even in the Episcopal Church, I've got good friends who are called Mother Claire, a wonderful priest in in Westchester. Uh, my wife goes by the Reverend Betsy. Okay. Except at home, where it's yes, dear. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, um, because I'm Episcopalian, I'm very proud to say this: that this was really the one of the first. It is the first faith that that recognizes women as priests or heads of well, congregations we, we and also gays yes. and also gay gay clergy. That's right. Yeah. They're a very broad-minded, inclusive church. Now we're talking with uh, Reverend Doug, uh, I should say Father Doug Fisher, about uh, the uh, food bank and his church. And the church again is? Our church is Gr Grace Church Millbrook, which donates to St. Right. Thomas in Amenia Union, right, in Leedsville right, Road. Right. Which is a hub. And the phone number of that uh, marvelous uh, food bank? Three seven three nine one six one. Now you know, uh, in the old days, if you had a big banquet, let's say Rotary had a big blast banquet for someone, and there were a lot of dinners and food left over because inclement weather, or they just made too much, they would be able to donate these to shelters and food banks. And it's my understanding now that's not permitted by the health department. Is that something that you have found? That's why you're saying you must have non-perishables, uh, like if some. Good-hearted person who's listening to Radio Rotary this morning says, "You know, I want to bake a dozen apple pies for uh, Father Doug and bring them to his food pantry." Can you accept those, or, or it's not good? That's that's a good question because uh, overall we take non-perishables, and at the moment we're not set up for anything else because we don't have the refrigerators yet. Although right. once the that addition that I mentioned to you at the at the uh, parish hall, we will have refrigerators and we'll we will be able to accept things like that. But even today, we could accept things uh, on on a one-day basis. So in other words. We're only open on Fridays. Um, if you bake the pie on Monday, it wouldn't be so good. But if you bake that pie today and you brought it to right. St. Thomas on Leedsville Road, we will distribute that. We, lots of times people will bring us uh, locally grown produce and we'll distribute it that day. We just don't have so at this point the bake, means to if they want to bake a half so. dozen pies, give five to you and bring one here to Hudson Valley Talk Radio for Sarah, me, and our engineer, Doug Verzi. We'd love that. I'd say go for it. All right. 
Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Father Doug Fisher. We're talking about feeding the needy and food banks in the Hudson Valley. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio over the past 20 years rotary club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all but we need your help thanks to an historic matching grant from the bill and melinda gates foundation Every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. And we are back with Radio Rotary. I am Sarah O'Connell, and I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. And today, our guest is Father Doug Fisher from Millbrook. He is the um, head of the clergy. He's the clergy for Grace Church in Millbrook, New York, and he is also a Rotarian in the Millbrook Club. We are in that club together. And, and the, it's a wonderful club. And it's been very supportive of this food pantry. Very much so. What, what Rotary effort. does is, is they split their food donations between three different efforts, a local effort in, in Millbrook run by Lyle Federated Church. They also give donations to a food pantry in Dover Plains, which is an ecumenical effort from several churches. And then they give food to the food pantry that, that we're running at St. Thomas. And this is in the um, eastern part of Dutchess County. It's a collaborative effort of the food pantries. They, they collect, uh, manage volunteers, and handle the distribution. Um, and when is the pantry open? Um, what day of the week? What time? Where? The who, what, when, and where, Father Doug? Our, our food pantry is open every Friday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at St. Thomas Church. Uh, people can make donations to to it at any time, but if they want to bring it to Grace Church in Millbrook on Franklin Avenue, we'll make sure that those donations get down to St. Thomas. Uh, there's a part of the church that's open 24 hours a day. People can stop in at any time and leave whatever items, and we will get them over to Union. And if they want to reach you by phone, give us the phone number twice. 845-373-9161. One more time. 845-373-9161. Now, Father Doug Fisher, you are a Rotarian. How did you become, how did you become interested in Rotary? Well, as soon as I came to Millbrook, which was August of 2000, uh, several Grace Church members immediately brought me down to the Wednesday lunch at the Rotary. Um, and <laughs> We're good recruiters. Good, good recruiters. And, uh, <laughs> Excellent. And they, uh, they kept me going. And I just thought that the, the whole philosophy behind Rotary is a wonderful thing, service above self. And, and I find the Millbrook Club to really engage that philosophy. There's so many things that we do. Um, it's a place where people are generous, they are without ego, and they are with much hope. And if there are people listening who are from Millbrook who say, this sounds like the, the place for me to come to the Rotary meeting, why don't you invite them over as your guest, all right, and uh, join uh, Father Doug and, and, and Sarah O'Connell on their uh, weekly lunches. And, again, the time and place of the lunches in Millbrook? It's every Wednesday at 12.15. Uh, 
Well, we alternate. Two different different restaurants. Well, we have the first Wednesday of the month, we're in the middle of town at the um, Millbrook Cafe. I always say, oh, it's the French place on the main street. Millbrook Cafe. Cafe. And then um, then the rest of the the month, we're at an Italian restaurant that's owned by a family, and it's um, a road that runs parallel. Going right up up to the high school. The name... is it's a trivia question because it's just changed hands. Don't think that we've okay. lost our minds. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but anyway, I, I you can get, way, you can go. Yes, we I can have do a way what, they can Jonah? find out. I can the Millbrook way. Carriage House. Millbrook Carriage House. Oh, but you know, good for you. If you don't live in the Millbrook area but still want to join the fun of Rotary and the fellowship and the service projects of Rotary, go to rotary.org. R O T A R Y dot org. Click on the club locator button. Type in the, the name of your hometown, and you will find where the Rotary Club is near you, and come join us. Like, for example, if you're in Red Hook, where I live, you come Tuesday mornings at 7.30 to a delightful breakfast at the Apple a Day Diner on Route 9 South. You're, you're more than welcome. Be my guest and learn a lot about Rotary. Have you just wrapped up your tenure as the president? Yes, I have. When I was have your finished. last meeting, Well, my Jonah? last meeting was before I left for the Rotary International Convention in Birmingham, England, and we'll be bringing you a show from there. Right here on Radio Rotary, uh, my last meeting was before I flew off to that, and um, uh, now we have Walter Avis, who's a wonderful president, and he's going to do a great job in the coming year, and he also would welcome you to come. So again, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, and click on the club locator button. Type in your hometown, you'll find out where the Rotary Club is near you. Now, we're getting back to our guest, uh, Father Doug Fisher, and um, the uh, interest in feeding the needy and food banks. Uh, what do you see as the future here, uh, Father Doug? Does the, as the economy worsens, does the need increase, or are we seeing some, sun, some sunlight at the end of this cloudy day? I think the economy might be improving. I'm certainly no expert on that. Um, but I also think that the demand on food pantries will actually grow, and here's why, for two reasons in, in Eastern Duchess. One is that studies have shown that when people are unemployed, they don't actively seek help for the first six months to a year. They kind of withdraw. They get, they get by on what they've got. And it's only after being unemployed for six months to a year that they start to go out and search out places like food pantries. So if we feel that the, uh, the real dip in jobs happened in January or February of this year, we aren't going to see... Um, we're gonna, we aren't going to see that at the food pantry for another few months. The other dimension in terms of Eastern Dutchess County, and a special interest of mine, is that there are many, many immigrant people in Eastern Dutchess County. Um, frequently they're ignored. Frequently people don't notice them. Um, but they're here. They're working on horse farms. They're working on farms throughout the area. They're working in, on landscaping. They're working cleaning our houses. Um, and these are people who are very hard workers but are often uh, underpaid and they have a need for food. So that's why we've even named our food pantry the Food of Life Comida de Vida. We can actually name it in Spanish so that we want to show that we are very, very welcoming to immigrant people. And we try and stock food uh, that Mexican, Guatemalan people enjoy eating. Um, there, too, though, to, to actually get them to come out to a food pantry, at, at the start, is difficult because in their culture, they don't like to, um, to look for handouts of the of the many, many well, people that might They're come very by. proud. Right. Latinos are very proud culture. But, right. Yeah. But, when, but once you develop a relationship with, with them, once you uh, know that, once they know that you're on their side, um, they come out. And so that's part of our food pantry as well. Now, Father Doug Fisher, what are some of the other uh, great things that your church is doing with you as uh, the man on the pulpit? Well, well, Grace Church is a very activist church. Um, we have a lot of causes within 
East and Dutchess County that, that we take very seriously and into heart. Certainly the outreach to immigrants in which we have ESL classes, we have a job network, we have uh, counseling for immigrants. We also do a lot in what's called caring for God's creation. That at Grace Church, we take the environmental movement very seriously. We think that, that we, are, we are called to take responsibility for this great creation God has given us. And so we have a number of initiatives in there. And the way people can support Caring for God's Creation is that tomorrow night, Saturday night, June 27th, at the Millbrook School at 7 o'clock, we have Jim Wan, who is a wonderful singer-songwriter from Broadway, uh, who sings all types of songs about the glory of God's creation. Tickets are $25, and you can get them as a walk-up right to Millbrook School at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, Doug Fisher, thanks so much for joining us here on Radio Rotary. And Sarah, tell us, who brought us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, we wouldn't be here without the generous support of Rotary District 7210 and the participating clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Congers Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Highland, High Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser inviting you back again next Friday at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Thank you.